From Breaking Bad to Calling Saul, agents led by Son of Call. Oh, Game of Thrones, who's the next to die? House of Cards is full of lies. Supergirl just flew on by. We're chillin', watching Netflix. How much time's gone by? We're talking TV. From suits to supernatural. Talking TV. Blacklist and the Rebels. Sherlock's Big Bang with Orphan Black. True Detective bombed at second crack. The Walking Dead. Arrow and the Flash. Get into Geek. This is Marvel TV, where well, usually we talk about Shield, but this is just a this is a Shield free zone. You know what I think? <laughs> After last last week, my name's Mitch. Hello, Maddie. Hi. After last week, we were a little bit disappointed, uh, and while we did finish our Shield version of the chat, asking many questions about that that tag scene, which got me kind of excited, unlike the rest of the episode. Strangely, I've decided to leave it for another week, so we're just going to talk about Gifted. <laughs> We have been talking for many weeks that the uh, the finale was pretty much the last two episodes, yeah. and uh, that it was it was aired as separate episodes, but that episode two very much followed on from episode one. So we decided off air, bugger it, let's just do a uh, two episode finale chat. So we are talking about episode twelve and thirteen, Extraction and Crossroads. There's the X uh, as as one finale. Maybe we can try and keep this. I don't know, some kind of chronological order, but who cares if we don't because it's the final episode for all intents and purposes. So uh, let's talk Gifted. Look, I'm glad that I don't have to try and fit Shield in here as well because I'm spent. I am just spent. This was... Oh, your your iPad with (sighs) your notes, it looks like the Matrix code. It's just... It is. It's it's so late. It's forever. Oh my God, it's even more than I thought. (laughs) (laughs) This... Oh, this was so good. (laughs) Oh my god! So 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 good. Where do you want to start then? Uh, okay, we'll, we'll try and start at the start. Um, I didn't get like we got to see a little bit more of Doctor Campbell. Yeah, and it's like oh, we're gonna. I didn't feel any sympathy for him. Like I like not his, like we have with all the other characters in their prologues. Yeah, and it's like his brother had something or other, some kind of muscular dystrophy or something like that. And it's like just because you, your brother has some kind of genetic disease, why do you automatically hate mutants? Yeah, that's what I thought. I was waiting for that was one like... extra scene in, in either of the episodes where he was like, it's unfair that they've got a mutated gene that makes them better than us or something. Yeah. That, just that tiny little line there, maybe doesn't give us much depth or context, but at least it, it gives me an angle to work with him on because yeah. it's like, yeah... Genetics suck, and they sometimes can be our enemy. And he brought it in the Neanderthals and all that sort of stuff, and said that he didn't reference it in his big speech. But obviously, you know, you find out later on, and through speeches with um, with with the senator, they have affected my brother. And if it means saving one person or humanity, then I will. Yeah, I'm all about genetics. Mm. I'm like, I, I still, I still don't get that tiny yeah, little it's like, link. You know what? I hate all good-looking people because they've got good genetics and I don't. I'm going to eradicate all good-looking people. Yeah, like that's all really? it was. It wasn't like you know, I was once beautiful and now I'm horribly scarred and therefore I hate unscarred people or something. Because yeah. then that, that's your little link. That makes sense, right? Maybe like, and not not all family members have to be mutants. Like, yeah. yes, we're seeing the, um, uh, the Strucker brother and sister who are both mutants that's come from their parents, blah, blah. 
as we spoke about a few weeks ago, Sabretooth and Mystique had a had a son. Yeah, he was extremely human. Yeah, he be, he started his own like human a uh, mutant hate group. The um, uh, what was it called? Friends of Humanity. Really, really well. Why couldn't Campbell's brother have been a mutant, but instead of having amazing powers, he had this sort of disability? Like yeah. the fact that he was a because Campbell didn't have Campbell doesn't have to be. A mutant for his mm. brother to be a mutant. Yep. Could have been a half-brother if they wanted to go that far. And it's like they had different fathers or different mothers yep. who had the mutant lineage. Yep. And it's like he he loves his brother, but being a mutant is what got his brother killed because, you know, yep. there That's was some perfect. kind of... I mean, because not, not all mutants have a great power mm. you know some turn to sludge you know some have giant eyelashes and that's it like so i thought like in that guy's speech the senator's speech going they are we need to take our country back and i'm like you know like there's a mutant out there that can just like heal dying flowers like that's his problem yeah. you know like he's not out to destroy anyone he can't do anything he can't rob a bank he can't kill anyone like mm. it reminds me there's a great episode of um uh, family Guy, and they do their own kind of version of like the X Men superheroes, and poor Meg, her only power is very much like uh, it's a lame version of Sabretooth from uh, yeah. X Men Origins Wolverine. Her, her fingernails just grow at a yeah. faster rate, yeah. and she just kind of like <laughs> she scratches someone, and they're like, "Ow, yeah, that that almost hurt." Yeah, yeah, that's her mutant power. Yeah, it's like ah, oh. yeah, yeah. So if they were trying to build some kind of um. Empathy for Campbell, I didn't. I didn't see it anywhere there. No, I didn't get any of it's that. It's like I can see it. It's honestly, it's like you've started it off well. You just needed one extra scene, and that maybe the brother's death scene or something, and and then he has like a mm. an epiphany through his brother's death. Or so, I I don't know. I just maybe, I just missed that little link. Maybe like I said, maybe there was a mutant that could have cured him, and the mutant chose not to. Yes. Yeah. Something like something, that. Something. Something to tie it in together aside from genetics. It's yeah. like, Well, we all have genes. Mm. So why does dying brother equal mad scientist? Yeah. Because we have enough people in the show that hate mutants because why? Well, just because they're different. Like mm. the fact that we are focused on him, he's part of this different, you know, company, different group. He's got his own agenda as a scientist. And then through the start of this second last episode, uh, it's all about genetics, 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 yeah. genetics. Like it and I'm like, okay, great. So what's your angle? We need a spin on it from you and they just didn't right and as fully. much as i hate agent turda he has a legitimate reason to yep. hate mutants well, not a legitimate reason but an understandable reason yeah. it's like he lost a child to a mutant attack i can understand why he feels that way about mutants i yep. don't agree with what he's doing no but i understand that he hasn't processed his grief yeah. and this is the way of him trying to process his grief in an unhealthy way yeah and blame it on people who's who aren't responsible for it yeah yeah, yeah. um where's campbell's answer to that yeah, that was yeah, that was the thing I was missing uh, on Campbell too. Uh, and talking about you know beautiful people and scars and stuff in the flat, like not the flashback. In the previously on, they show a lot of Campbell, and he's like Jonah Hex on his on his right side of his face. He's yeah. got like a lot of like decaying and 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 scarred skin on 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 half his face, and then through the rest of this episode. He's got like a little scratch and then a mm. tiny one above you, like his left eyebrow as if like it's been a full facial cut, but it's all... I'm like... that like Tyrion Lannister. Yeah, I'm, I'm like, <laughs> hang on, that scarring, that was healed. Like that was as healed as it was ever going to get. Mm. 
it was like, yeah, they'd run out of money to or, or time to do any of the prosthetics. So I was like, why? I haven't... wonder when I saw that, I wondered if maybe there was a cut scene and it's like one of his hounds, one of his sort of drugged up yeah, mutants that he's okay. got, had some kind of healing ability and yeah. he's been using that mutant to heal his face. Yeah. Well, you know, little bit by little bit or something like that. Or my... using some kind of genetic yeah. stem cell research, whatever. See when you when you first started saying that, my counterpoint was like, would he allow himself to benefit off the work of mutants? But then he's got the hounds that actually Yeah. Are his soldiers, you know, like I like that when they attacked the um, the mutant underground headquarters, those soldiers were getting decimated. Like they weren't killing anyone; they were just yeah. like, "Guys, you do actually, you do not stand a chance against us." Like not only, I guess they'd outnumber them. There are a lot of mutants in that building, mm. but you don't, you do not know what their powers are. It's different, like going up an army to an army. You go, "Oh well, they've got guns, or they've got some bombs." You've got people in there that might be able to just turn you into ash you got people out yeah. there that might just spontaneously be able to set you on fire other guys can like rip out your your organs from the inside of your body out like you don't you don't know what they're capable of well given that a member of the um resistance used to be the the friend of t-birds that that died yeah. pulse yeah who could like target your your um your body's electrical system or whatever it was and yeah. just like shut you down yeah it's like, well, what if they had someone like that still there? Yeah. It's, they yeah. just go in with this, like, you know, stupid, egotistical confidence. And then when they go out, it's like, all right, send in the other mutants. I'm like, that probably would have been my first move, mm. if if I'm being fair. Well, they don't respect those mutants. They're just cannon fodder yeah. for them, really. Throw them out there to see what it's happens. It's like, they're for them, those, those um, you know, conjoined mutants mean less to them than those, than those um, other soldiers. So yeah. it's like, why would they not put them up first? Yeah. Show them up first, take the attention away from the actual mutants. Mm. So you get mutant on mutant and have your soldiers go around the back. Seems pretty lame though. Like I understand the the um, the SWAT team having issue with like Andy and Laura's powers, mm. but it's like those other two, like one levitating water and one pushing water. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Especially with the amount of water. Like, yeah, it when was like a bucket's it, worth. It was like a bucket, but when it hit him, it was like it was like a pool size, like yeah. a, an above ground pool sized blob of water, and just threw him against the fence. I'm like, maybe, maybe you, th- maybe you get to throw it at speed. I don't, it's not like you can just levitate it and just hurl it across the room that you yeah. can force it over there. But I mean, if yeah. it was like boiling hot water, sure. Yeah. If it yeah. was like hot oil, go like full medieval mm. on him, sure. But I was like. Really? I think is I that the more, best they've got? Yeah, I think I was more impressed when Andy, um, you know, gave up his room and went to move upstairs. And before he asked the kids, could he um, stay with them and and and, and crash in that part of the building? Yeah, <laughs> you had that. Uh, I think it was a, a girl mutant. She pulls up like a, a wet, you know, sweater or something. They'd just been washing in a bucket. Yeah. And then water guy sort of runs his hand beside it from top to bottom, and it draws just all takes the water every out. every water like, molecule out of it. Or he's, he's, a, he's, a, he's a clothes dryer. Like, Ooh. that's his power. And I'm like, that's actually fun. Like, that's practical. <laughs> You'll make a wonderful husband and father <laughs> if you ever get out of this. You're going to make washing so much easier. Yeah. Um, I wasn't big on, like, Andy went away because he needed space. What does, what does Lauren do? Like, walk straight up oh afterwards. Oh, my God, yeah. Like, Give him 20 minutes yeah, to yeah, just yeah. relax, love, before you, you ever, go at him again. Yeah, you ever dealt with a teenage boy before? <laughs> Actually, it was... I know that I want to be looking for, like, you know, sub... Uh, sexual subcontext or anything, but, like, the idea that when he was getting really pissy and he wanted to go find his own space, like, at least in our own room, I had a door that I could shut when I wanted some alone time. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, teenage boy, I know what you're getting up to. Yeah, you did, buddy. <laughs> just playing some video games with the joystick. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of uh, sexual innuendo, though, gratuitous shirtless shot of Johnny T Bird getting, oh, yeah. getting changed. 
Like, it's gratuitous, completely <laughs> unnecessary, but I didn't mind at all. Oh, I appreciate it. He's a handsome bloke. I, I got watching going, God, you're a good looking man. I damn near flooded my basement. Yeah. I was like, whoa. <laughs> Hello, sir. Well done. Congratulations. I even, like the, I even like the messy hair that's just, you know, can't be tamed. The hair that's hanging over that's the face. That's it. Guys with long hair, it's, it's like, always a borderline like thing. But yeah, grow it out or tie up in a... I don't like it sit there. I'm like, nah, man, you yeah. can do whatever you want. You're cool as shit. Props to him, though. Not one man bun yet. He's done a little yeah. ponytail and stuff, but if he goes man bun, I'll have some issues. We'll see at the end of the first episode, beginning of the second, like when they went and doubled up as like the security detail... And I saw him, you know, driving the van, and he was backing it in. I thought, oh, you're not going to be a have your your hair out. That's not going to look professional. He he's gonna pull it up into some kind of ponytail or man bun situation because that's going to look at least a little bit more acceptable for a guy that's in a suit that's you know um, being security for this uh, for this government official. But yeah, like it it was on screen. I'm like, oh well, because it was sort of shot from below, so you're looking yeah, up it at was. you know. He- <laughs> You're looking at him, and he's changing shirts, and and they sort of bring that up into into the script. They're like, "Oh, they've even sized this up, the, the yeah. Hellfire Club, or, or whatever they are at this Eclipse stage." Eclipse was clever. He's like, "I'm not even going to bother having my shirt open if Johnny's got his shirt off." Yeah, he's like, I can't compete. Not even going to bother. Yeah, yeah. And and then I'm like, "Oh, that's interesting. The choice that they just decided to throw that in. We haven't. This isn't a show that needs that. We've never really seen that so far." But then they go to the other room. And the two girls are getting dressed as well. And mm. it's like, oh, okay, it's sort of like, well, one for you, one for me sort of thing. Like it was being, you know, very even, shirtless guy, shirtless girl. And I don't know why, just it just stood out for me. And I'm like, oh, well, you've, you've kind of make, you don't need to do either. But the fact that you did one, well, then you did the other. Like it, yeah. I don't know why. I don't know why. Just it really, it, it stood out for me as like a moment in the episode that I'm like, what were the thought, the choices behind that, that you needed to see? any of them getting dressed. Like, why couldn't they have been the guys doing up their ties or the girls, you know, putting their jackets over their shirts or anything like that, you know, or putting their combat boots on or something? Like, why Mm. did you have to see them with just their bras on? And why did you have to see Johnny with his shirt off? You know, I... I mean, I'm glad I did. Oh, but, no you know. complaints about it or any of them. You know? <laughs> Just found it interesting. Yeah. Uh, those, the, the rallies though with the with the poly, like we already saw him oh, in, the, in the throwback. Jesus. Yeah, a couple of episodes ago when we saw um, Esme's, uh, or well, one of the Frost's uh, backstories when she was like some kind of assistant uh, or wannabe assistant to, um, to the um, senator. But this one where you had Campbell obviously approach him and say, look, we've got to really step up our shit here and then sat in the audience and it just kept going, that speech. And I'm yeah. like, this is a f***ing hate rally. like Humanity today. Yeah, humanity really? today. And he's up there going, we need to eradicate this problem. We need to take our country back. And I'm thinking this in another movie, in another time perhaps sadly not as much as we'd like to believe but this could be a kkk rally talking about getting rid of black people instead it's a u.s politician making a very public statement at probably a free event that people have come along to saying we need to sing the national pledge of allegiance or whatever it is and again what i saw like something you've always picked up on every time it's on little kids of every race and color Right. There were black girls up there. There were Asian boys up there. There were white kids, whatever. There was a yeah. whole mix of kids because it's like, as humans, we are together. And it's like, wouldn't that be nice if we thought that in the real world? We right. don't have mutants, right? But he's there, like, 
absolutely preaching hate. He's an elected government official, and it just kept going. People would just applaud, and then you'd have Cam- even Campbell applauding. It wasn't even like, yeah. a, I've got this guy in my back pocket. He was like, this guy's speaking my language. And then to double down, and then when um, the Frosts are organizing to, to become the replacement security yeah. for that other guy, uh, Bennett, mm. him using words like exterminate yeah. and saying that mutants don't deserve to breathe the same air. Yeah, I'm like, like dude, what? settle the f- down. And then them like going into his brain and going, oh, we've seen the videos yeah. you watch online of mutants being tortured. And yeah. I'm like, what the actual f-? You can hate people without going to that level. Like, wh- at what level? Like, a mutant is... is is anyone? It could be a a little girl. It could be an old man of any color, anything or race. in between of color or race or anything, and it doesn't matter to you. You know, there's some sick people out in the world that watch some sick videos online, but they watch a particular thing mm. because in their mind there's something wrong that makes them go for a certain thing. This guy, it's like, oh yeah, I can watch that little girl mutant get tortured. I can watch that mm. old man get tortured. I can watch that middle-aged Asian-looking mutant get. And what kind of torture? Like, is it based is, on their power, or is it just? Yeah, that's what I mean. It's like they could potentially not even have an active power. They could look completely human. They could look like T Bird. Yeah, yeah. Right. Now, there's no way you can visualize any of his powers, except we do see him getting shot and he can't, you know, he survives that. It still yeah. hurts him. Actually, at that moment, I forgot that he was bulletproof. Oh, like, really? I, like, I knew that he was going to survive because, you know, I know enough about how season two is. <laughs> um, but I just thought he would be horribly injured. But I'm like, oh, he's, pro- he's protecting Blink. Like, good yeah. on him. And then I'm like, oh, hang on. No, no, no. He's like Luke Cage. He can cop this shit. Yeah. Yeah. But then it's like, you can't even tell he's a mutant. So it's like, if he's just being like waterboarded or yeah. tortured, his powers aren't going to help him there. Yeah. So it's like, just the fact that this guy, like, and they really, like, really hung a lantern on the fact that it's like, this Ben guy really gets off on it. Yeah, yeah. Like, he really enjoys watching those videos, these sick, disgusting videos. They basically kind of, the, the way the Frost delivered that line, it was like they were calling out a guy who was like, had a, computer full of pedophile porn yeah you know yeah, yeah, yeah. like and that's that's his creepy stuff and yeah. it's just like that really it made me feel really uncomfortable but in a really um uh not an interesting way just in a really i guess visceral way I mean, yeah. feel uncomfortable to the point where it's like you can understand where the frost and the inner circle are coming from mm. you can understand why they go to why they go to the extreme that the X-Men and that stuff yeah. aren't going to go to that level. And come the end of the episode, Polaris. Yeah. 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 And that's what I love is um, uh, they've always said like um, uh, Professor X and Magneto are basically um, ver- v- sort of, you know, fictional versions of Martin Luther King and Malcolm X. Yeah. They both want the exact same thing. Yeah. They just go about it in very different ways. They have very different philosophies about how to, but they still want the exact same thing. Yeah. Yeah. And you can see that, like the fact that like, and the fact that the Frosts have the ability to see into his mind and see him getting off on it. And it, Oh, does well, my head in. Does and, my head in. And the way that it changes your viewpoint on that character as an audience member, where, I know when they stopped his car in the middle of you know the uh, the forest, you know they they um, go out there. They they take his tires out, and then Johnny comes up and rips the door mm. off the car. And I'm like, oh 
guys, you're kind of making yourselves look bad. Like, I know that this is going to be a means to an end, but, like, you're already going to lengths that you shouldn't because it's going to bring a lot of heat on you. You know, you've got Eclipse up there, and he's ready to turn his hands right on and blind this prick or yeah. set him alight, whatever he can do. I'm like, shit. You... Okay, I'm worried. I'm worried about what this is going to mean for you, whatever. And then this guy's... He again, he's 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 tied up um, at the house, and I'm like, okay, yep, yeah, I know you need something from him. He's okay, sure, he hates you guys, but so do a lot of other people. Just don't, just be careful. And then when she says that line, like, you know, you watch, you watch torture porn, basically on mutants. I'm like, yeah. oh shit, okay, well, f- you now, you know, it just completely changes your viewpoint. Like, they haven't changed any of their actions, but all of a sudden, that guy's real persona is revealed, yeah. and you you completely change. I have you watched much of Black Mirror? Yes, the okay. whole thing. Okay, cool. I'll reference an episode. I won't necessarily spoil it for uh, for anyone who hasn't, but I want to say it's season three. Mm-hmm. And it's the story of like basically the dark web essentially, and it's the young boy who you see him at the start of the episode. He's kind of a bit of a loner. He goes into his room, locks the door, basically opens up some porn, and oh yes, 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 jerks yes. off on camera, and the webcam catches it. People yeah. um, blackmailing to do things, and that's within the first five minutes. So not re- that's this this that's that's the, the premise. That's the and premise they, of they, the episode. They blackmail him into doing stuff, yeah. or they'll release that video. But then you find out something uh, at, towards the end of the, or not so much on him, but on uh, several different characters, and it changes your complete perspective on how you felt about that character for that entire episode. Which was it was a pretty lengthy episode, like mm. it was a bit over an hour, longer than longer than the normal ones, longer than most of them. And I, it immediately made me want to go back and re-watch that episode with the proper outlook on yeah, that particular character. Th- a more broadened version of that character. Yeah, and I would feel completely different about that character from the start, much like I would with this guy in this scene, where I just kind of felt sorry for him. I felt sorry for the characters having to do something to him that mm. they don't want to do, but they know that they have to kind of do it to get wherever they've got to get to. And then they say that about that guy, and I'm like, oh, you yeah. very similar to that other black mirror episode um where the people are being hunted yeah and you feel sorry yes. for them until yes. you then find out later on and then you're like oh i don't feel so sorry for you anymore no that this at is all. being done to you like it's not a good thing that's being done to you no it's but, a sick thing that's being done but but i can kind of understand why you deserve why. it yeah 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 now i did want to i've got a bit of stuff here that i think is going to blow your mind a little bit <laughs> i had to do a little bit of research for it it's all got to do with blink now, first of all, um, they the the Frosts kind of mentioned her with connections to the Brotherhood yes. and stuff like that, and she felt really ashamed about it. Yeah, I kind of wish they'd lent heavier into that back when Wes was an issue, when okay. Wes was being bad. Yeah, yeah I kind of yeah. wish there was a couple of just like shots to Clarice of her looking guilty to tie into this because right. I, I feel like this her connection to the Brotherhood. Thing, I feel like they're kind of throwing it in last minute. Okay, because I was get I that was my first note was that she admitted she'd work with the Brotherhood. Is there any history to that, like as mm. in comics, cartoons, or anything, or is it purely for this show? Uh yeah, uh, she is very much can go either way. The most right. the the most uh, prominent version of Blink is from Age of Apocalypse, where she's actually like Magneto's like right hand. Yeah, right. You know when he's you know so there's there's a few different versions of her, but I just from a writing point of view, I kind of wish. They kind of foreshadowed it a little bit more. Yeah. Uh, when they were giving Wes a hard time for having, um, you know, uh, broken some laws and gotten into trouble and stuff like that, and he didn't actually tell them. So I think that would have been a nicer, nicer way to round it out. 
But the thing that really blew my mind, because I knew I knew it was something, so I, I had to do my research mm. on this one. So I think it might be when the girls are getting changed and they're talking about Polaris and her father mm. and, and all that kind of stuff. And Blink mentions that she's got some bad guys in her family tree. Yeah. Now, I wasn't aware of anything, so I, well, I hit the web hard <laughs> and I went and, and uh, looked at him. So you're going to love this. Okay, so this is a deep, 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 deep cut to like a one-off uh, 2006 comic uh, titled Apocalypse v. Dracula. So Excellent. take with that what you will. Uh, in a certain cent, uh, era, um, certain section of the comic uh, was set in 1897 London. They reference, I don't even think he's seen, but they reference a mutant called Frederick Slade. And he was a mutant with pink hair and green eyes who had the ability to teleport himself, and this is the direct quote, had the ability to teleport himself and others in a blink. So like in a blink of an eye. And yeah. obviously her code name is Blink. Now, he was a member of the clan Akaba, which were a cult of genetic descendants of Apocalypse. Yeah. So what they're alluding to there is Blink is actually a descendant, of, technically, of Apocalypse. So in Apocalypse's, you know millions of years of existence or whatever. Mm. He's obviously sired some children uh through throughout the throughout the, you know, millennia. Yeah. And they've kind of all banded together to try and keep their bloodlines pure and, and, you know, worship apocalypse and have this clan. Well this guy in eighteen ninety seven who looked a lot like Blink was is kind of like her great 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 grandfather. Yeah. But is also a descendant of Apocalypse. Wow. So I kind of, I was pretty impressed when I read that because I didn't know that. I didn't know any of that. Yeah. Most of my uh, knowledge of Blink comes from obviously uh, Days of Future Past, but before that was the Wolverine in the X-Men comic mm. where she's like on Geonosia with Magneto and it's, yeah. And she's like throwing darts at that point because obviously the, the, the Blink we see now kind of just opens portals. Yeah. Uh, but once she gets sort of strong with her powers, it's very much like in Days of Future Past, she throws those little energy daggers yeah, yeah, yeah. that then can open up a portal. And Sick. go from there. So that's one of the things I, I really like about this show is that they're they're having room to grow in that, you know, Blink's powers are still quite weak yeah. compared to, you know, other versions that we've seen of her. I'd actually just even the little touch of uh before the end of the, the first episode where they're just about to go inside the building, um, once they you know pass security detail and all that. She's talking to Johnny and she just opens the portal between them, he walks in like as if he's walking toward yeah, her. one side. And so did um, Eclipse, but then she walked in the opposite the side, side of the portal. But obviously they're ending up in the same place. Like well, it's and, not but like then a, they kind of swap, swap positions. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Like it wasn't some kind of weird sort of like sliders, Stargates at the moment where it's like, well, there's only one way you can go in the portal. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I just thought that was like a cool, Very cool detail that she didn't like have to walk around or they didn't have to walk around to her side to walk in. Yeah, yeah it's like exactly. It's a, it's I think a two that's, way. Yeah. that's a really cool touch. Um, a few other little nods to uh, the greater universe was all that side mission to find Reed's mother, which was a bit, which is a bit dull. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. She was the mum from Queer as Folk, though, which I thought was quite funny because okay. that was another kind of, you know, big show for the gay community. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, she was like this out and proud sort of mother of, of a gay son who, you know... Yeah, she was a really she was a member of like P Flag and all that kind of yeah, stuff. Okay. So I, I like that she's got a bit of a connection to this show as well. Well, in saying that, I actually really like the way that she was sent off at the end of uh, of her scenes, uh, where you had Lauren say, "Oh, Grandma, look, don't." 
don't think of us as any different. And the last time you saw us, just because we're mutants, you know, we're not any different. And she's mm. like, well, that's a lie. You're actually more. You, you're better. And I was like, I was just, I don't know, just a nice little moment. Like, I never got any ill feeling from that character or the way that the actor portrayed her that she did harbor some ill feeling toward her son and her daughter-in-law mm. for having mutant children or Which is even good, giving that her husband was the one that kind of you know yeah tried to get rid of reed's powers and the fact that she said she just found out that her husband was ever a mutant in the first mm. place and dead and dead yeah like there's a lot to intake <laughs> she but yeah she, she went through a lot she could have been a mutant hater i mean the fact that was her son was a guy that he wasn't out there to hurt mutants but he was prosecuting a lot of them so mm. she could have been a mutant hater um didn't have to be a mutant sympathizer but i like that wherever wherever she was in between that she just had that quick little moment which was probably a cliche line in the end that well of course she's going to say something nice but they did add that in she's like no no no, it doesn't change the way that i feel about you mm. you are different per se from when i saw you a couple of months ago but you're not any different you're, you're no. still my grandkids you know yeah I just really? thought that was, yeah, nice little moment because there were a lot of a lot of moments in here where I, I likened it a lot more to real world parallels than I have maybe in any of the previous eleven or twelve episodes. You know, a lot of that to do with Andy as well, and whether that was him as you know, if you were going to liken it to someone of Middle Eastern descent in this particular world. Like they're coming after us, we've got to go after them, and 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 or, or someone in a black community, someone. Someone in any minority, someone you know in the gay community, or something where he he was harboring all this anger, and that's what I really loved about both parts of this two-part finale. Was first half he's basically he's just starting to go dark side, and his sister's like something's changing yeah. on you, man. And then come the second, you did have that parallel of him going full. It's us against them. The humans are turning on us, and they they're hunting us. And then his dad going, hang on a second. I'm not doing shit to you. Is your mum yeah. trying to hunt you? And he's like, oh yeah. oh, yeah, sorry, you know what I mean, though. And it's like, well, hang on, no, think about what you're doing. Like, you're angry that the humans are against you just because you're a mutant. They're very black or white. Now you're going to go full against them because, well, a couple of hunt humans are hunting yeah. us. So now I hate all humans. It's like most people you're related to are not mutants. So I, I like that. And obviously, come the episode and come the end of the episode, which we'll talk about later. But, um, yeah, I, I really like what his character brought to um, both parts of, yeah, of this just, finale. Yeah, it shows that every like anyone's infallible. Yeah, like by using general terms like that and just grouping a whole bunch of people together, rather than the individual and what their personal beliefs and thoughts are. It's, yeah, it, it's dangerous. It's yeah, dang, yeah, it's dangerous thinking, and it's easy. And it shows how easy it is to fall into it. Yeah, without yeah, yeah, realizing, yeah. like we can all do it. We can all just without thinking say something and go, oh, actually, that's probably the wrong wrong thing I should be saying. Like, yeah. That's not, not what... It's not what you... not Obviously, not what Andy meant, but it's trying to vocalise what you mean. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, it's really hard. I did like uh, he and um, he and Laura. Is it Laura or Lauren? La it is Laura. So, cause Laura... Is Laura? I call her both. Yeah, I, I think I did too, but we got Lorna. It's Lorna. It's, it's Lorna. I Lorna think that's where Polaris. we struggled at the start of the season. We're like, I don't know why would they... Laura or Lauren. It's just the American accent where I'm like, yeah. I don't know whether they're saying Laura or Lauren. <laughs> I think that's where we struggled. We were like, why are they, why are they named a, a, a Laura and a Lorna? Yeah. But I did like um, those two using their powers against each other and it kind of coming back on them both. 
Yeah. Like it kind of com- almost went half Fenris and then blasted them both backwards. Yeah. It does remind me of something which, again, it was something that we've spoken about before that you've never had the, the joy of seeing is <laughs> Havoc and Cyclops are immune to each other's powers because they're brothers. So That's it's right. like if yeah, they yeah, use yeah. their blast on each other, it cancels it out. Yeah, I, I wasn't a massive fan of how we got to that particular point. Like, you know, he's hurt the soldiers. She's like, hey, and goes to, like, put the shield up. He's like, no, I'm going to come at you. Like, I'm like, really? Like, I just think that that jump from, hey, no, I'm doing the right thing, and hey, no, you're not doing the right thing, to, oh, we're going to fight, was just so quick. And it mm. was maybe just to show the cool effect of, well, this is what happens when we don't use their powers together but against one another. Yeah. Um, Because, it, you know, it, it wasn't like, them getting distracted by each other allowed the soldiers then to come to and to attack them both. It just, they were down on the ground, their family got out of the building, and it's like, all right, hop in the car, guys, and they never, like, continued fighting. Like, even that, I think, had they have got back in the car and were still yelling at each other, yeah, but not using their powers on each other, I would have been like, okay, that's fine. Like, the, the powers were just like a quick unleash of frustration, but now that they can't do that because their parents are around and they're still kids that are afraid of their parents, yeah, they can't. They have to resort to, um, to to yelling at each other, but I just felt like it was like, oh, we need mm. to show this. It was a long way to go just to get that name from um, Reed's mother. Yes. Now, what does that mean? Does that okay. mean anything? It does. Is this, well, is this some more blowing in my mind? It could or it could not. This, okay. And this is what I love about this show, and it's and it's weird. I think if, if it was done slightly differently, I think I'd be very critical of this show, but... I don't know what it is, but I just seem to be all on board. And what they've done, I'm totally on board with. So yep. what? Okay, so uh, Reed's mother mentions Madeline Risman mm. working with Reed's father. Now that could be. There's three different people that came to mind straight away with that. So Matthew Risman is the leader of the Purifiers, that okay. sort of KKK style group. Yeah. So same last name, Risman. So whether Madeline and Matthew Risman are brother and sister, whatever, I don't know. But again, is it like Esme when she popped up? Is it it like Risman's too too unique of a name? Mate, it gets even better. Okay, wait, wait for this I'm one. I'm sorry, I'm 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 reacting live here. I should just wait. Sorry. Okay, <laughs> so Deborah Risman was first introduced in X Men Evolution, the mm. cartoon, back in two thousand and one. She was the geneticist slash scientist who created X-23. Oh, shit. Mic drop. Boom. So, Deborah Risman. So, we've got Matthew Risman and Deborah Risman, uh, actual characters in the comic books. Uh, Reed's mother gave us a Madeline Risman. Madeline is also another interesting name because it's Madeline Pryor. And we've yes. spoken about her in the past. Madeline Pryor is like an evil clone of Jean Grey. Yeah. Who is the father of... Uh, sorry, is the mother of Cable. Mm-hmm. And was a member of the Inner Circle. Yeah. Hellfire Club. So, like I was saying, I, I feel like if any other show did this, like if the Belantiverse did this, I'd be so hypercritical of it. Yeah. But I think because this show seems to really perfectly meld that established lore plus a little bit of unknown, Yeah. it just makes me excited because I'm like... They could, go, they could go any of those three ways. I think the Madeline Pryor is probably my least favourite mm, of the three. Mm. Um, but to, to find out that, um, Reed's father was working with like the leader of the purifiers Mm. because they were trying to subdue mutant powers. Interesting. My favorite is obviously that if it was a connection to the, you know, weapon X program and X 23 and all that kind of stuff. I don't, I don't think we'll see an X 23. If Logan hadn't come out, 
I reckon we could have seen our first live action X-23 and, as like a teenage girl. Yeah, and that could have been the, their version of Wolverine in this show because we're not going to have the X-Men pop up. You're not going to have Xavier and, yeah. and Cyclops you know, come into this show in episode four of next season. And you wouldn't have Wolverine because the, the the movie side of the X Men uh, rights wouldn't allow it. They just mm. you know like much like that when you took it to Blantyverse, they don't allow them to regularly use Superman. They don't have Batman or anything like that. So yeah. that could have been TV Land's version of Wolverine by having X twenty three, and it's like, well, you're not Wolverine, but you are an offshoot, so yeah, it kind of works in yeah. a post X Men type world. Yeah, yeah. And then in um in a comic series I'm reading at the moment, which is the um the all new X Men, mm. they actually get like the original five, like Beast, Iceman, Angel, um, Jean Grey, and Cyclops. And they actually sort of travel forward in time. So it's like the young teenage versions of them from 30 years ago that travel to modern day time now with, you know, Professor Xavier being dead and all these other things going on. And they kind of go off and spawn, uh, form their own splinter group. And X-23 actually joins joins their group. Sweet. Um, and then in the, which I reference a lot in this podcast, the <laughs> um, Wolverine and the X-Men cartoon. Yeah. In the future version of that, there's Wolverine, and he's running around with like five or six X-23s. They're very much like the Frost Sisters, yeah. where there's many of them. They don't have, a, they don't have a, uh, like a hive mind or anything like that, but they are clones. Yeah. So there's multiple. So we could, you know, potentially we could see four or five X-23s, you know. I don't think we will. Like I said, if, if, if Logan hadn't come out, I think we might have. But, yeah. um, but it's a nice touch. Who knows? It could give us another character from the X twenty three, from the Weapon X program, or something like that. So, very exciting. I tell you, who I was excited to see, and it was only a, a quick, quick, tiny little shot. It wasn't even really a cameo. Was uh, the Fear Mutant um, Century? I that, wrote that down. I yeah. thought Mitch is going to be so happy. We, he finally answers this question. Because <laughs> what do we hear about him in like episode two, maybe or, or maybe three? And they just said, "Oh, there's a guy that you know he he just emits fear basically." And I'm like. Oh, cool! What, what what else is his power? What does he look like? Who is this guy? And then we see like almost you know. I think if you go back to that episode, you were literally like, "What is he just standing sentry out there all day every day, like emitting his power?" <laughs> Turns out he is. Turns out yes. So he got some binoculars on, and he's just like, he seemed very close to where the uh, where where the Sentinel services were, but whatever. And they're just like puts his hand up and just emits like this dark and even the, the sound design was really cool in that scene yeah. because they didn't necessarily put any like high-pitched noises like reoccurring or, or like ongoing whispers. I know there were both of those sort of involved, but it was both sort of subtle enough and big enough to get the job done. But I just felt, I actually felt uneasy like watching it. I'm like, I don't like this sound. And mm. it's just enough to, to make the viewer a little bit uncomfortable. But then you think about what these guys are like, and they're like, I don't feel good about this. Oh, God, we're, we're going to go in here, and this is going to happen to us. And, and then even Turner started to freak out, but then he's like, no, hang on, this has got to be them doing this. And he realized that he was starting to think about his worst fears. And then I, I like how quick he sort of adapted to that. You know, it's like he's come in with... He's, he knows to be prepared and he wants to get this done. He's a man on a mission and his motives got him past that distraction. And he said, put it behind you. He said, I've already experienced my worst fear twice. So this shit doesn't mean anything to me. And then just told the rest of them to sort of push on. And that's what they had to do because once they decided to push on, old fear mutant took his hand down and stopped yeah, emitting the power like, oh, anyway. Shit, okay, I need to let people know because what I'm doing ain't working no more. Yeah. 
I mean, you know, then it didn't work out for a lot of the the, the guards anyway. But I was mm. just so glad to finally, yeah, see him because it's like that was such a cool thing that I almost forgot about. Like I've just accepted, okay, no one likes to go past there, but to see that guy's face and yeah, looked a little bit like the bloody lead White Walker a little bit from uh, from Game of Thrones. Yeah, there was a little bit like that. Oh, speaking of, <laughs> just a quick side note: I saw the first episode of the new Charmed reboot. Oh yes terrible yeah that's what i heard and yeah the bad guy at the end is like this ice demon who basically looks like the night king right terrible not good so like really bad cgi yeah terrible, okay. terrible, <laughs> terrible 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 okay um then there's little three little notes uh as far as characters go towards the end and, and, and we'll, we'll circle around how this gets to, to polaris turner quits oh thank god <laughs> oh i, I hope oh, he's not back next season i almost feel like that's gonna make him more dangerous but turner quits and then the uh, Senator, uh, is it even Mendez? Who cares? Um, Senator Mendez and uh, and Campbell die in the plane crash yeah, when Polaris brings it down. Just rip the engines off the side. Yeah, which it, it wouldn't make any difference to me for the Senator because we haven't known him enough to give him like this big send-off. Mm-hmm. And I think after his big hate rally thing in this episode, it would have been a nice way to not send him off just to see him die and him deserve that death. Campbell, though, I feel like, not that we needed more or like this big epic long goodbye. Just the way that it was shot and edited and, and you know, the screen time, the, the amount of it just didn't seem like what TV or film or anything you normally do when they're killing off a character that's appeared mm. more than once or twice. So when the plane come down and, you know, bits and pieces of it fell down and were exploding and, and, and blowing up their car or whatever in front of them, uh, our mutants at the end, I actually figured that they didn't die. That like Polaris did what she had to do, but that the crash didn't kill them. Like sure, their engines exploded behind them, yeah. but the plane didn't die. But then you get in the the meeting after with 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 Turner, they're referring to the fact that these mutants killed a U.S. senator today. Yeah, I was like, oh well, shit. Well, if he's dead, like, they didn't. Okay, they didn't name Campbell, but yeah. Like, okay, maybe now I, I'm realizing my own stupidity. Like I didn't wh- think about it that way. I took it as it wasn't about. He, it wasn't about Campbell mm. I mean, because they haven't really had a lot of FaceTime with Campbell. Mm. It's only been um, Blink, Dreamer, and, the, and the, the brother and sister. No one else has really seen Campbell or mm. spent any time around him. I mean, there was that little standoff with the kids in the, in the, in the elevator oh, with all that kind of stuff. F- we go past that. Like that water monster what where he's like oh stay back children uh, we're being attacked and he picks her up as if he's saving her yeah. and uses her as a f- human, human shield shields. you prick. Yeah. I think it's because stuff like that I think I would have liked to have seen a more satisfying death, yeah. like make really let him suffer. But I think they really just wanted to focus on the emotion of the core team, yeah, like yeah, what yeah. Polaris was doing and the other three. That f- guy that plays Eclipse is really impressing me more and more every oh, he's, episode. He's never been better than he was in that scene, pleading with Polaris to come back. That's there's, the best he's been all, all, all season. There's a, there's, and there's one little bit where he's almost in the friggin' background where she finally does it and he just goes, no, no, no. And just the no, 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 mm, mm, mm. it was like fear and regret and panic yep. like and sadness and anger all in all in three no's. Like, mm. I don't know how he did it, but I felt that. Yeah. I really felt it. So that's the only reason I think, yeah, we didn't get that. Then they probably couldn't afford to actually see the plane crash. I did that movie yeah, thing yeah. where it, you know, <laughs> goes over the horizon. Um, but yeah, for me, it was, yeah, they were just trying to keep it in that, in that emotion, like mm. of, of the of the core four there, which also I thought was really clever too. We spoke about it last week with um, the reveal that Polaris has bipolar. Yeah, I really like the fact that they took the time 
to say her switching sides isn't her having a manic bipolar episode. She's completely in control of her actions. Mm. Like uh, Blink even says, look, I've got bi- bi- bipolar friends. doesn't make them want to go and kill people. Yeah. Like, and then uh, I think it might've been Eclipse that says, no, she's in complete control. She mm. knows exactly what she's doing. Cause that would have been a, an easy, you know, a lesser show could have like just done as a little scapegoat and said, yeah. oh, she's having a manic, like to bring her back at the end of, ne- at end of, uh, start of next season where nothing, oh, she just had a manic episode. Oh, she killed, she killed a plane full of people. Oh, she's bipolar. It's fine. It's mm. like, no, that, yeah. that's detrimental to everybody. So yeah. I like the fact that they weren't trying to hide behind that. Yeah. And she wasn't having a manic episode. I really, really like that. Yeah, I, I I think part of the Polaris spin for me was a little bit too quick in a way. While they did sort of, you know, start planting the seeds from probably even the first uh, of these two episodes, but really in the second one, that that's where she was going to get to. And you didn't fully know, obviously, until she brought down the plane. Like Once she, like, mm. denied... Eclipse's pleas and actually brought down a plane to kill people and she said I don't even care if there are innocent people out there because they're with guilty ones and innocent people on our sides die in their war innocent people on their side have to die too for uh, for the right reasons and you can see though that it was it was actually hurting her while she was doing what she said she wanted to do it did mm. still emotionally affect her it was after that when she came into the new headquarters and she like changed outfits like she was so much more revealing like she had the girls out yeah. um you know big split down the middle and Just metal everywhere metal over everywhere, the jacket like, as well who, who are you right now you know <laughs> and walks in and well, says well she's got coin now the frost sisters are getting rid of coin to buy yeah. a whole new wardrobe <laughs> she don't know, I actually did notice something earlier on she walks in in a pair of jeans and then mostly split like there's yeah there's more leg there than there is material around <laughs> it um so yeah, she's got the whole new outfit on but then says look this is what we need to do and and anyone that wants to come with me come with me but she was so adamant like she didn't like you had andy at the end he was the last one to get up and he went and he even when he pushed his mum with his power and he, he nearly knocked his own mother down his dad was going to come over and like smack him across the mouth uh <laughs> until he realized this guy could kill me um he said I'm sorry, I didn't. I didn't mean to do that. And I actually really liked they had that line. It wasn't like he felt bad for his mum, but he didn't say anything. He felt bad for doing that to his mum and still apologised. And I'm like, I know that you didn't want to do that, but you mm. feel like you have to go and and join these guys. He was still like to the moment he went out of that room, he was still looking back. Like I don't want to leave, but I know that I have to. But Polaris was like the complete opposite of that, where she had almost no remorse for her actions, no remorse for leaving her friends. And what really got me in a way, and I don't know how I'm supposed to really feel about this side of it, but, you know, during the plane thing, Eclipse is pleading to her as a expectant mother, saying, whatever you do now shapes the future of our world. That mm. world is the world that our baby is coming into. You, you cannot do that. And she's like, I'm doing this for the world that my baby will grow up in. I need to do this for my child, our child. And then come the the end and Eclipse saying, that's my child too. That's our child. You, yeah. you cannot do this. And she's like, no, I'm going to... And th- like, it's one thing to not be remorseful about the actions she, she took, but actually show no sympathy to the fact that she was... Okay, yeah, she gave him an out and gave him the chance to come with her. But she's doing what she truly believes in. He's doing what he truly believes in, except he's not murdering people. Yeah. Or happy to murder people. He hasn't went through this like emotional change like she has 
And she's just like, yeah, I've got your baby inside. I'm, like, I'm going to leave your ass here. I'm taking this kid and running off with it. You don't need to know where I am. You might never see me again because I've got, I know what I have to do. And if it means that I steal your child away from you. And again, that might be me coming from like the angle of, you know, a father of, of, of young kids. The idea of losing your child, someone taking your child away from you is like, like yeah. the worst thought. I really did like that line that Marcos had. It's like, no, this is this is our baby. Yeah. He didn't say it's my baby too. No, no, no. Yeah. He was like, this is our baby. Yeah, I think I misspoke before, but I was I did mean that. Yeah. yeah, I, know, yeah. I, know, I know I said both, but yeah, he absolutely said our. He never said my. He was very, this is a mutual thing. We are together. And I like, again, when the plane thing, and she's like, I'm doing this for, for the cause. And he basically said, I don't care about the cause. I don't care about any of this shit. I just care about my family. When it all comes down to it, my family is you and the baby inside you and if the whole rest of the world falls to shit if we're still doing the right thing and we 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 get to be with each other and 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 stay together and and keep each other safe that's all that actually matters to me Mm. and he had to sit there and watch her kill people bring a plane down and then walk away at the threat of hurting him you know, and and everyone else around him, you know, like yeah. had they have tried to stop her or anyone that was uh, that was going with her. So yeah, um, yeah, I did like big the, gut punches. The, yeah, re- and the thing that um that really sold it for me, the line where she said, "Sacrifice is just a pretty name for losing." Yeah, that was, and I was yeah, like, "Wow!" Because wow, <laughs> how many superheroes talk about sacrifice? Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. it's all about sacrifice. Doing the right thing is you, you sacrifice. You know, to be doing the. Right. She's like, it's just a pretty name for losing. Yeah, and I'm like, you know what? She's not wrong. No, that's what I thought too. She's I'm like, oh God, I kind of agree with it's, you there. You know, you can't argue against that line. You know, like I might disagree with your actions and your motives or whatever, but I actually can't say that line is entirely inaccurate. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so good. One thing I thought was interesting though is the frosts were all about. They kept talking about the Struckers, the Von Struckers, and all that kind of stuff. Never once did they pitch to Laura. Mm. They pitched to Polaris. They pitched to Andy and got both of them. Mm. Wouldn't they want both the Struckers so they they would have the Fenris power? Yeah. I mean, from a um, like writing point of view, it obviously it's going to be more interesting that they're now on opposite Different sides. Different sides, yeah. But yeah, it's interesting that we never even saw them Well, pitch. it's more interesting, I think, if they choose to be on different sides rather than... Yeah. Like, Laura's never approached. She just yeah. stayed true to what she wanted to do. So again, I don't know whether there was a small scene where they tried and she went, don't even bother, guys. Yeah, because not- like, who knows what Andy would have done had he have not had those, those talks with the frosts or been around when they were, you know, preaching their their hate or, or their message or whatever. Like had yeah. he have just sat there and went, Oh, I wonder whether I want to go with them. It was like, no, he's basically been talked into it before they offered it to him. Laura didn't yeah, I, I yeah, it actually would have been more interesting mm. to have them choose to go separately rather than Herbs would be left in the dark. But I yeah, it, it does make it great for, as a viewer and of course they were going to go that way that we're actually splitting up the most powerful weapon in yeah. the show. I'd still like to know. They've now brought down two buildings and survived both of them. I'd yeah. still like to know what how. Happens? Yeah. Still like to know what their power does to protect them. Yeah. And Eclipse threatening to blind Esme was f***ing brilliant. <laughs> the, that dude can like just, his range of emotion is amazing. The way he can, he can reach areas that are dark and creepy and, and off-putting, but yeah. you still love him as a character. Yeah. But him threatening to blind Esme, I was like, <laughs> dude, Damn! I actually like how well uh, she portrays that actor. I don't know the actress's name, but uh, Scott Skyler, 
something? Scarlet Samuels? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I'm trying to think of what I've seen in the credits. How she plays Esme as such a normal person. When she's away talking to someone by herself, she's so personable and you, you can you can actually have a conversation with her when she's part of the frost and they're all speaking with their hive minds and 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 finishing each other's sentences or speaking all at the same time and they're so manipulative and, and got that sneer and things I'm like oh I don't know how much I couldn't watch a whole episode with those guys as the main characters just mm. I'm like it's cool that the way that you've shot it and edited it and acted it but it's like a little bit too much but then I like them doing that but then you pull Esme away or one of the others away one on one and I'm like, wow, you're, it's like two different actors. Yeah. Actresses playing this one character because it's so different. I wouldn't believe that you're the same character. What I would have really loved to have seen, and they can't do it because it's the one actress, but there's an episode of Star Trek and there's these three aliens and they're in like a hive mind situation mm. like that. And it's like uh, the first one starts talking, then as it gets halfway through the sentence, the second one kind of picks up and they both say like three or four words together. Yeah. Then number two takes over the sentence and keeps talking. And then number three kind of does the same thing again. And they yeah, talk. Yeah, yeah. I love them to do, but it'd be impossible to do with when it's one actress. Yeah. Like there's like, it'd be impossible with the duplicating and all that kind of stuff. So I get the way they've done it with the sort of all speaking in unison, just tripling the voice and all that kind of stuff. Mm. Um, but yeah, that's a pretty unenviable task, I reckon. So I think she's doing a pretty damn good job of it. Absolutely. Yeah. Very good. <laughs> well, and yeah. uh, one last thing before we go, only because it's another little character, a little, little hint, little nod that, I don't, again, I don't think we'll see, but um, it's a nice nod, is we meet uh, Evangeline Whedon, who was the lawyer. Mm. Um, yeah. And you see her hand go all kind of weird and shit. crusty. She's just a 20-foot red-winged dragon when she that's what she turns into. Just big, giant, you know, like Game of Thrones-style dragon. Yeah, right. Full, like, blood red. No big deal. Cool. Yeah, that's just her. <laughs> She's just the X-Men's lawyer that turns into a giant dragon. <laughs> so we're likely to see her maybe a couple more times, but maybe never as the dragon. Like... Yeah, I think the most she'll get is, like, just that red arm. Yeah, I can't yeah, yeah. see her, like, fully morphing into a giant dragon and taking flight. Yeah. Be but, cool. Um, be cool. I guess <laughs> if they get enough budget for season three, maybe, then, yeah, uh, yeah they might uh, throw some money at it. Yeah, well, this obviously is season three. It's the last episode of season one. We are going to get straight into season two of The Gifted. Oh. I know, Matty, you're always at least a couple episodes ahead of me of this show because I'm so slow at watching. But the finally... last couple of weeks have been hard because there's been a lot of stuff on socials Like because I follow The Gifted mm. uh, official like Facebook page and they've been popping up a lot of stuff and I've just been wanting to tag you in it yeah. but until you saw this episode yeah, and yeah, knew yeah. what happened with uh, with Lorna and Andy and all those other bits I'm like I can't show him that I, no. can't, can't <laughs> show him. I can't even show you Andy's new haircut for next season yet Oh, I'm, I'll actually be glad like more than any other episode this season the, this this double up finale I'm like man you that mop is getting out of control <laughs> it's like some creature swallowing your head from the back like it's just yeah. slowly creeping around and yeah, around it's more and more. steroids yeah, yeah exactly yeah yeah. So, yeah, we'll get straight into Season 2 in our next uh, Marvel podcast. So excited. <sighs> Finally, because like, we're, we're a couple of weeks behind the states as far as airing them here in Australia. I don't know why Fox 8, you got so close. I love you for showing them, but just like yeah, two weeks in advance. Who can just catch up? What, what's, mm. the, what's the difference? Do it. Or explain to me why. Either way. Uh, <laughs> so I'll be happy to uh, not be too far behind the states and be watching them week by week with you, Maddie. finally. Yeah. So um, I can get you absolute raw 
feedback and uh and a joke about raw there but i'm, I'm not going to go we'll there. leave it I'm, we'll just leave we'll pick it. it up next it's, week it's more <laughs> clever if we just let it fly by it's fine just i should have left just, it just allude to a really scathing joke there that yeah probably wouldn't it's probably not as good like if i said it out loud as what you know if we just leave it okay it just yeah you know, imagination's always gonna choose be your own adventure exactly kind of, kind yeah. of thing yeah, yeah, you listen to it now, you dirty, dirty little dirty bird. bird. Uh, in the meantime, you can check out all of our old Get Into Geek podcasts. Just search Get Into Geek, uh, SoundCloud, and iTunes. Uh, follow, like, subscribe, share all of our uh, social gear, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can uh, hit us up uh, in a much longer format, getintogeek at gmail.com. Longer than this? Who would have thought? <laughs> Probably not. Myself, Mitch underscore Lewis on Twitter and Instagram. Maddie At High Pitch Maddie on the things and stuff. And you can also check us out on our uh, other podcast, Get Into Gates. We're talking about Gifted here once yeah, a week. We're can. talking about Stargate SG-1. One episode per week, uh, introducing a good friend and fellow Get Into Geeker, Reese, to Stargate SG-1, uh, one episode at a time. So uh, check out Get Into Gates on the podcasting channels, and we'll catch you back next podcast to talk more Gifted. Fresh Gifted Season 2. Yes. Get into Geek.